Hey there, it's me, Denise Lee, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast, where we help improve your mindset and your money. And in today's episode, I want to talk with you about how to make more sales with a small or non-existent audience. Yes, it is possible to make sales. Yes, it is possible to grow your audience if you have the right formula. And I'm going to break it all down for you, coming to you after this short break. Hey there, and we're back. But before we get into anything today, I want to invite you to go ahead and subscribe to wherever you're listening. You may have been listening to one or two or heck, even 10 times, but haven't subscribed. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. That way, every time I drop an episode, you can get it immediately. And I want to send out a special shout out to all of those of you who have left me a review. If you haven't done so already, go ahead and do it. It does two things for me. It makes me know that you are getting what you need and it also helps other people know that this podcast is worth listening to. So thank you in advance for that. Let's get into today's content. We're going to be talking about seven tips to help you sell to your small audience. Now, before we begin anything, I just want to make everyone know that, and you know, you might be thinking about Joe Rogan and um, Gary Vaynerchuk and, you know, so many other, you know, big name people. And you may be thinking, oh, there's no way I can like make those sales that they do. But here's something that we all need to remember is that everybody starts out from ground zero. Everybody starts out with zero people and then it begins to maybe one or two people and maybe it becomes their five or 10 people. And then they tell their friends and they invite five or 10 more people and you see how it snowballs, but it all starts out with nobody. So before we get into any of this, just understand that it is a process, it takes time, but with the right strategy, which you're going to get from me right now, it's going to make a lot of sense in terms of the simplicity of it. So do not be discouraged. Let and and these tips that I have to share can be used quite frankly under a lot of other platforms. It's not just for Instagram or Facebook or or Twitter. It's really wherever your tribe is. And so it really all depends on your level of consistency, your level of dedication, and honestly, your level of just being able to just keep showing up, even if you don't feel like you're not getting any results, because this is all going to take time. All right. The first step, the very most important tip is to build two-way engagement. We all love to buy from people we know personally and we all want to, and and who we know and we like and like us in return. We all want to be able to share love and give love and just share like a sense of camaraderie. And that's what's really important to make sure that your audience is heard, seen and valued. And you, you can do that for a variety of ways. You can do it by literally asking direct questions like what do you think about this topic? What do you think about, you know, my idea on this, this idea, or I just said this idea, this, this focus that we're, we're working on right now. What I'm trying to say is that engagement is not just pumping about a bunch of content out into the atmosphere and never responding back. 
sometimes you can honestly learn a lot more about yourself through engagement with other people. I'll never forget about like this was a couple of years ago. And this was a, a business coach of of that I was working with, and she made a post on social media saying that it is just as hard as a woman who has kids than in comparison to a woman who has no kids, no family to grow a business. And there was a firestorm of comments, I mean, from both ends. I mean, I could see the argument going both ways because I remember when I was single and I didn't have any kid and I didn't have my child that I'm like, oh, it is hard. I don't care what people say. It's so hard to grow a business. And then I saw it from the other end. Now that I'm married and I have a child, like that's really hard too. I feel like I have, I had more, way more free time when I was single than when I was, um, than right now as a married woman with a child. But it was just the comments that from everybody, my, the coach that made that post, she was, she's single uh, and doesn't have any kids. And she was making the argument that it was just hard for her in terms of managing her time and her priorities. And she felt like it was no different than being a married person. And of course the married people all jumped up and, you know, said how, you know, you don't understand. Yeah, I'm married. I'm, I, I'm trying to balance the needs of my kid, my husband, everything else that I've got going on. So the point of the engagement is that you're not just saying I'm right, right? And you're wrong. It's about, this is why I feel this way. This is my evidence about what I'm, why I believe what I believe and I'm welcome to hear. And then throughout that conversation, like online, it was really important that everybody just kept an open perspective and that open perspective included more dialogue and more honesty and more vulnerability because at the end of the day people don't buy from strangers people buy from people that are able to be vulnerable and honest and share their truth even if you don't agree with their truth they were able to share that truth that is like the key to building a really authentic brand is making sure that you are sharing in a deep personal manner about things that matter most to you and being able to like stick by stick by and say hey look this is my truth this is this is where i'm coming from this is my perspective you may not agree <laughs> but this is where i am and I think this is a process for everybody. I think even myself included, like I'm becoming more and more vulnerable on social media. I mean, not vulnerable to the point where I'm talking about like if I had diarrhea the other day, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I ain't getting that vulnerable, but vulnerable to the point where I'm sharing my truth that, where I know for a fact that I'm going to have people disagreeing with me, you know? All right. Number two is cultivate joy and have fun. You know, when you're having fun and enjoying not just what you're doing, but just who you are, you are the most magnetic and magnetic people by nature attract other people. When I first started coaching, when I first started trying to say, I just had these posts of me just looking like a hot mess. I would not wear any makeup. I would just kind of look like something out of like a commercial for whole, you know, whole for those of you who are grew up in the late eighties, early nineties was a all female punk female brand or garbage. And, you know, that looked like, I don't want to be here, but I'm going to just do it. You know, that kind of like solemn look, because that's what I thought was authentic. But that wasn't even really me being authentic. When I think about it in hindsight, it was just me just looking solemn. 
That's not you. Everyone has a bright and cheerful side inside of all of us. It just kind of shows in different ways. Some people are a little bit more spunky. Some people are a little bit more sassy. Some other people are more just outright cheerful. But there is an exciting part of you that is dying to come out. And you need to show that. You need to be creative and fun. I remember I was talking with a, another client of mine the other day and I was, you know, I was encouraging you to do more Instagram stories and saying, look, you just need to pop out with some fake, um, uh, fake confetti or whatever, and just smile and, you know, um, pretend that, you know, you are literally at the height of the empire state building and you're just soaking up the world and just having a great time and just sharing your truth Whatever you need to do, I was just telling her, just amp it up to 5,000 degrees, like really crank up the, the, the dial and just be you, you know, like make sure that you are just kind of making the most of your time and your energy and just pretending like this is the last time I'm going to share. And if I want to share, I'm going to have a blast doing it because I'm doing what I love to do and I can't wait for everyone around the world to be able to hear it and share it. And, you know, that comes from an attitude of gratitude. That comes from being, like, grateful that you can start your business. You know, honestly, a lot of people don't, like, everyone talks about how hard running a business is, but we often don't want to share about the wonderful things about being a business owner. And being a business owner is about taking risks and being a go-getter and stepping out from whatever everybody else is doing and doing something different. So if you need to hype yourself up before you get online on social media and start sharing your truth, go ahead and have a quick solo dance party. Listen to a song that pumps you up. You know, Give someone that you care a, a, a compliment. Like, you look good. When when you compliment other people, you naturally feel good about yourself. I mean, always think about ways that you can remind yourself how you're growing through this experience. Tap into the excitement about who you are and what you believe in, what you're selling. And Picture in your mind all the testimonials and all the reviews that are going to be coming in by the truckload about your service and product and how how you'll feel when you read each and every one of them. And it always comes from that place of joy and that place of and love. And I just think that that's a huge part of having fun and being part of that self-discovery process of growing your business. Okay, send direct invitations. Step three. You know when you've got a I remember, when you've got a huge audience. I know you can just sit back and just wait for the people to just you know raise their hands and buy your start. But with a small audience, you have to be a little bit more proactive and make each people person feel special and seen and heard. So this is where you know I advocate with some caveats about sending direct invitations. Direct invitations should only go to people who you would love to work with in the future or who would be an ideal client. We're not going to just be throwing a bunch of 
invitations against the wall and hoping to God some things will stick. We're going to be inviting people that we know would really benefit and they're enjoying your free content and now it's time to see if they would take the next step. I remember how you felt when someone invited you to a party or dinner. You know, it makes you feel special and valued. And that's the same idea when it comes to personally inviting your customers to take the next step with you. And again, these are people who are already actively engaging with you. These are people who are already in your kind of sphere. And you want to say, hey, look, I know you've been enjoying this, these tips. I know that you've been enjoying this content. I know that Perhaps you would benefit from this course that I'm doing or someone that you know who is struggling with this would benefit. So that is a great time to remind all of you guys who are enjoying these kind of content, who is enjoying, who are enjoying my podcast, go ahead and share this with somebody that you know would appreciate this because sharing is caring. And if you feel like you need a little bit more help, this is a great time to hop on over to denisegelee.com and hit that work with me button. That way we can sit and schedule a time and talk about your business needs and what you want out of not just your business, but frankly, your life. Let's do a dig do a deep dive and think about what areas that you find lacking in terms of maybe how you promote yourself or heck how you even view yourself as a business owner and maybe how you can organize your time a little bit better so you can spend more time with your family or friends or your dogs or your cats or whoever really matters most to you. All right, let's get back into it. Tip number four is create a clear sales path. One of the huge advantages that you can create for your business is that organization and that structure. And think about it in this way, kind of in the terms of hospitality. You know, when our guests arrive at your house, you don't just let them figure things out. You know, you they, after they ring the doorbell and you smile and you greet them, you say, here's where your coat is, here's where can I put your suitcases, this is where you can get something to eat and drink and settle in. And you always make them feel like they know where to go, how to go, and how to navigate around your business. I'm sorry, how, how to navigate around your house. And that same logic works for your business. You want to have everything, the logistics all mapped out so that when you're feeling a little anxious or you're feeling a little worried about where to go or what to do, you've got that sales path. So that's kind of like the same way that you want to give your prospective customers. The customers are a guest in your virtual house, right? Where they know they can read your blog, get your opt-in, your freebie, get to know you for your emails. And then once they feel like they're so comfortable about who you are, how you operate, and what you do, present that offer, present that paid offer, and give them the path to continue purchasing with other offers that make sense for where they are in their customer experience with you. I always think about it this way. If a client comes to me, they want to work with me. It's not just for one specific thing, right? Some some of them are just cut and dry, just personal one-on-one coaching. But maybe some people, they they don't really need coaching per se. Maybe they need help with their content. Maybe they need help with their organization or planning. Maybe they need focus on just their uh, esteem issues. Like whatever it is, right? 
I always have an idea where, okay, this is a good path for clients who just want to do maybe a self-study. Here's a, here's a path for some people who want to work more, be more attentive one-on-one for a short period of time. I offer certain things based on, I think, what will really help a certain type of client, the self-sufficient versus the one who needs a, um, a little bit more attentive. And I think that's the way you should model your business. Don't always rely on just one one product alone, right? Your clients will vary. So that's why you also want to give them a variety of resources so they can be able to, you know, make investments that make sense for them. Okay, tip number five is ask questions before creating offers. You know, businesses with big audiences can spend the time and energy doing market research before investing in a product. But even if they skip the step, at their period, don't recommend it, right? <laughs> they can usually afford to make an educated guess about what their customers will buy. But business owners with small audiences can market research too. You can gain that edge and cutting out the guesswork by asking your tribe, even if it's like a tribe of five people directly, what they need. Find out as much as what their problems they face, what they've tried, what they're looking for and what the market needs. You know, I see this a lot in Facebook groups, especially in Facebook groups where people would ask for market research questions about, you know, what they need, what they want. But I want to I say one thing, though. If you're going to do that, right? Pardon me. If you're going to go ahead and, you know, ask these questions, right? You better ask a dollar amount. Because everyone can say, yeah, that sounds a good idea. If we, you know, if you do a course on branding, yeah, that sounds like a great idea about, you know, how to, you know, sell a, like a course on how to sell a course or yeah, that sounds great. Right. But put their money to the mouth. If they were going to pay for it, how much they're going to pay for it and what they expect for that dollar amount. Because we, I, I, from my personal experience, a lot of people would love the sun and moon, the stars, but they don't really have an idea of what that value is. So if you're going to do that research, make sure that you're also including what is their willingness to pay for it, because that will really carve a lot about how much value you want to give for the price point that you're, you're putting it for sale, Okay. And let's move on to step six is get on video. One way to fully leverage your audience is to present, to go live on your videos. I mean, being on video is such much of a bigger impact and impression on each person um, than just text alone. And I know that you're probably saying, oh, I'm too shy. I'm awkward. My nose looks crooked. I stumble, you know, I, I, on my words. I mean, if you've been listening to my podcast, even this one, you've heard me stumble once or twice on my words, even maybe more. But you know what? You just keep on showing up. And if you want to smell to a small audience, you have to show that, that you are a real human being and not just some faceless entity, you know, writing posts, right? Or heck, even including a picture. You have to, audiences love the small imperfections. They love the awkwardness. They love the fact that, that you're human, that just like them, that you're not, you know, having everything small and like, like polished, like a professional, like video production. It just doesn't work that way because we're always, all of us are just looking for someone that's just like us or a just a step along the way from us. And lastly is have a compelling brand message. You know, 
we everybody is looking like I said in the previous stuff. We're looking for someone who's just kind of like us, just a little further along. Your brand message should inspire and motivate your customer to a more refined image of who they are. Personally, for me, I'm not looking for someone that is like looks like they're Oprah Winfrey level, right? I'm not looking for someone that you know has been on the cover of Forbes. I'm just looking for someone who is rocking their small business and they're making consistent money every month and they love what they do and they're able to balance their time with their family and their friends. That's for me. That makes sense for me. That's the message that I share with you, right? I'm not trying to make you like feel like, okay, if you follow my steps overnight, you're going to be a millionaire. Of course, I want everyone to make money, but I want to make sure that what you do aligns with your heart and aligns with your vision of how you want to run your life, not just your business. That makes more sense to me. That's my brand message. What's your brand message? What are the thing? What is the thing? What's your vision and your values that make real a lot of sense for your for other people to hear? Again, your brand is a combination of your vision and your values. And if you haven't figured that out, take that moment and journal it out. Write out what matters to your ideal client and to yourself for that matter. And then Go ahead and share, 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 and share some more. And make it so that your customers are reminded that you want to help. And you want to help them become not just a better service professional or wife or husband or, you know, marketer or whatever, but that you just want them to be better personally. So if you are not really clear about what you want to do, go ahead and go on my website, denisechili.com. I've got a free course. It's called The Joyful Businesswoman, where I talk to you about how you can feel more confident about who you are and your purpose and growing your business. Again, it's on denisechili.com. It's called um, The Confident Joyful, (laughs) The Joyful Businesswoman. So go ahead and check that out. And I think that's it. Thank you so much for listening. I so enjoy spending my time talking with you. I know that you are capable of growing your business. You are capable of just doing so many things. I think the key to any successful business is just being consistent. Consistent. All right. Thank you again for listening. Take care and be awesome.